Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you may be listening. Welcome to Newsmax Daily for Thursday, June 15th, 2023. The third Thursday of five this month. We are already halfway to July, and it is a great day to be alive. Today is World Elder Abuse Awareness Day, an extremely important and unfortunate fact that people do need to be more aware of. It was established by the United Nations in 2006 to highlight the need for prevention and intervention and to promote safeguards for the rights and well-being of the elderly. This is something that really gets me going. I hate to start off on this kind of note, but elder abuse doesn't just mean physical abuse. Mentally and financially, the elderly are abused. And the penalties, penalties for these lowlifes should be as serious as child abuse. On a lighter note, it's also Nature Photography Day and hashtag National Lobster Day, celebrating one of the most decadent and delicious seafood items that you can buy. Did you know a lobster can live for up to 50 years? Apparently, aside from humans, there aren't many things in the ocean that will eat a lobster. And I said this a few weeks back on National Escargot Day, you know, snails. I can't help but to think who was the first person to even catch a lobster, number one, and then why would that person ever even think it was a good idea to eat it, right? And in the news, North Korea has apparently test-fired two ballistic missiles into the Sea of Japan. That according to South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff, who says they're closely monitoring the North along with the Pentagon. This coming after North Korea vowed to respond to the military exercises that the United States is holding with South Korea along the DMZ. Yes, those live action military exercises between the U.S. and South Korea are still going on. Trending alongside North Korea and Elder Abuse Awareness Day is Modelo. Why is Modelo trending today? You know, the Mexican beer. Well, it has apparently surpassed Bud Light as America's top-selling beer thanks to the boycotts of Bud Light after its bizarre decision to hire transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney as its brand manager. Modelo, a Mexican beer, now the number one seller in the United States. If you drink beer, then you know Modelo is a pretty darn good beer. Also had a rise to popularity thanks to the popularity of UFC. And trending on every news channel, network, social media platform, and in print yesterday was the indictment of Donald J. Trump. Newsmax correspondent Mike Carter took to the streets to hear what Americans had to say. The Democrats can do the exact same thing, and it's just like swept under the carpet, and we don't hear anything about it. What's worse, being slow to give documents back or just upright deleting documents? Uh, upright deleting. Is it a problem that Joe Biden is the president who oversees the DOJ, which is currently going after Donald Trump, who's also running for president? That seems somewhat like a conflict of interest, yes. Donald Trump says the FBI, the DOJ, these uh, district attorneys, the law has essentially been weaponized against him. Do you agree with that? It's been weaponized against many people. Can you foresee a world in which turnabout is fair play and the Justice Department then goes after former President Joe Biden? I think um, when President Trump is in the office that I think he'll be fair. He had the opportunity to go after Hillary Clinton um, and he didn't do it. I hope some justice will come. I think we've all seen a little bit, you know, how deep the swamp really is. 
I think we've all seen how deep the swamp really is. She also mentioned that when Trump was in office, he had the opportunity to go after Hillary Clinton, but he didn't do it. Of course, you remember the lock her up chants at the Trump rallies. It was almost the campaign slogan, lock her up. But the Justice Department under Trump chose not to pursue charges against Hillary Clinton. The Justice Department under Joe Biden, regardless of what Joe claims, the DOJ under the president has chosen to go after its top political rival, Donald Trump, on every and anything that it possibly could. Texas Senator Ted Cruz on Newsmax last night. Senator, you yesterday were on fire. I watched this this hearing. You were going right at the, the FBI official. Tell us what, I mean, I couldn't believe what he was telling you. Tell the American people what he was trying to convey to you. Yeah. Well, listen, the last week has been, we've seen bombshell revelations. We've had a whistleblower come forward who said that a confidential informant came to the FBI and gave the FBI testimony and evidence that Joe Biden, when he was vice president, received a $5 million bribe from a senior official at Burisma, the Ukrainian natural gas company, in exchange for official actions as vice president. That is a big, big deal. That was apparently memorialized in a report written at the FBI called an FD-1023. And so yesterday, the deputy director of the FBI was testifying in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, and, and, and I tried to press him on this, and number one, ask him to confirm that the FD-1023 uh, contains evidence that Joe Biden was personally involved in receiving a $5 million bribe from a foreign national. He refused to answer that question. I asked him if he would hand over the FD-1023 to the Senate Judiciary Committee. He refused to answer that question. Also, two days ago, Senator Chuck Grassley went to the Senate floor and revealed that there are 17 tape recordings of phone calls between this senior Burisma executive. Fifteen of those calls are with Hunter Biden. Two of those calls are with Joe Biden personally. I asked the deputy director of the FBI, is it true that there are 17 voice recorded calls? He refused to answer. I asked him, does the FBI have those 17 recordings? He refused to answer. I asked him, will the FBI give those 17 recordings to the Senate Judiciary Committee? He refused to answer. And I got to say, Eric, it is infuriating to see the FBI stonewalling and protecting Joe Biden covering up corruption in the White House. It is infuriating that this politicized FBI believes they are not accountable to anybody. And to be clear, Cruz said nobody has actually heard those phone conversations, but the FBI report alleges that there are phone conversations between a Burisma executive and Joe Biden himself, not only Hunter, something the president has denied over and over, saying he's never had any conversations with people from Burisma. Cruz also calling on Republicans in Washington to stand up and fight. Well, listen, I think conservatives across the country are certainly fed up with Joe Biden and the Democrats, but also fed up with Republicans who don't stand and fight. And, and I can tell you what my message is to my colleagues, which is that we need to stand for something. We need to fight. You know, we had in November, right after the election, the first leadership challenge we've seen in the Senate since Mitch McConnell's been leader. And 
I stood in front of the Senate Republicans and, and I turned to Mitch and, and all of leadership and I said, is there anything on which you're willing to fight? Or, or is the position of Republican leadership going to be that we roll over on everything Joe Biden's trying to do? We just saw a really lousy deal on the debt deal where, where unfortunately, uh, Congress signed off on $4 trillion in new debt in exchange for really modest spending reductions. And I think we should have stood and fought and demanded far more. We should have been willing to use the leverage we have. But, and I do think the voters are, are frustrated that it seems over and over again, Republican leadership is willing to help the Democrats with their agenda instead of standing up and holding them to account. Texas Senator Ted Cruz on the balance with Eric Bowling. That's weeknights at 8 o'clock Eastern. I met Ted Cruz once at an event here in Florida, and it was about 10.30 at night maybe after the event. Super, super nice guy. And he says, Tony, I want to eat a steak. And I'm like, Ted, you're in Florida, not Texas. (laughs) And this takes us to Newsmax's Carl Higby. The next group. People who like Trump's economy, but hate the man personally. I would say this is probably actually most people in my family. Forgive me. I live in Connecticut. I'm sorry. But Trump is the, probably going to be the Republican nominee. And he's, he's all but guaranteed it. Now, I say this with all due respect, folks. If he does win the primary, you got to get over it. Look, I come from a place where we're willing to die in defense of our country's principles. Did I personally like all the generals or admirals or even my commander in chief when it was Obama? Absolutely not. But it was about the mission. I followed the orders. You're going to tell me that you're going to sit this one out because you think, I don't know, Trump is rude or whatever chaps you about him day to day. But you fail to recognize that Biden has already declared he is doing whatever he can to keep Trump out of the race, let alone the White House. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution does not become the next president again. Oh, you're willing to sit out an election so Biden's oppressive, ever growing administrative state can take your kids, take your guns, tax you to oblivion and torch the Constitution. I'm sorry, but if you think that your priorities are a little mixed up. Look, it was, it was almost anyone else on the Republican ticket somehow became the nominee if they did. You better believe I'd be fighting for them with the same war paint because it's not about my feelings. It's about whether my kids get to grow up in the same country I got to. This third group is the Trump warriors. This is the bunch of people who see Donald J. Trump as the last stand between them and government. They love this fight, and they could, honestly, we could care less who he slept with. A vote or a sticker on your car, a sign in your lawn, a flag, whatever. This is this group's way of sticking it to the system and saying, no, I've had enough, and I want the crazy to stop. But the crazy thing is, the more the deep state pushes on Trump, the more this group doubles down. We're willing to overlook much of the things that President Trump has done in his personal life that aren't great because the country was better off as a whole. And I like that he owns the libs. And lastly, the people that sway elections. This is very important. I want the RNC to listen to this. Those who want to just be left alone. People who are too busy making ends meet to even bother to turn on the news. People who want to raise their kids. They want to live their lives, maybe be able to afford or squeak out a vacation once a year. This body 
has been ignited now because the left has pushed and pushed and pushed, especially on our children. The more and more people are putting their MAGA war paint on because of this prosecution against Trump. He's not losing support from it. He's gaining. Look at literally every poll is showing this. Great commentary and a very accurate assessment from former Navy SEAL Carl Higby on Frontline. That's afternoons at 5 o'clock Eastern. And you know that it's going to be a focus of Republican debates by whoever the moderators are. They will ask every candidate at every debate, if Donald Trump is the nominee, will you support the nominee? That's going to be a big question, and the answer to that question is going to be big news. This is what I've been saying all along about the election, and especially to that group of hardcore Trump supporters. This can't just be about Donald Trump winning the nomination. This has to be about Donald Trump, or if by some chance someone else is the Republican nominee, the goal for Republicans, the end game, is to win the general election. And thanks to the weaponization of government against Trump, not only are his poll numbers going up, as Carl mentioned, the latest Quinnipiac poll has Trump over 30 points over DeSantis, but... His financial war chest is also going up, according to the Trump campaign. Since word of the indictment back on Monday, Donald Trump's 2024 presidential campaign has raised more than $6.6 million. According to a statement from the campaign, more than $4.5 million was raised from digital fundraising, with an additional $2.1 million raised at President Trump's Tuesday night event at his Bedminster, New Jersey golf club. Now, if you were watching that on Newsmax and you saw the size of the crowd that was there at the golf club, 2.1 million raised. On Tuesday, I told you Tennessee Congressman Andy Ogles had introduced articles of impeachment against President Biden and Vice President Harris. The borders are. Don't forget, do not forget that she was given that title and that job. She is the border czar and she has done nothing absolutely nothing and she will become president if joe were to actually win a second term because there's no way he's going to make it colorado congresswoman lauren bobert has also drafted articles of impeachment against biden and spoke with newsmax about it joe biden is not capable of running a press conference let alone being the president of the united states um, the single greatest country in the world i introduce these articles of impeachment not for personal gain or even political popularity. I introduced articles of impeachment on behalf of the American people. And if there are um, members of Congress in the Republican conference um, who uh, don't want to bring this up and debate it in committee, then I will make sure that a privileged resolution comes to the floor and um, fo force members of Congress to vote on these articles of impeachment. I'm tired of waiting around. Americans all across the country are screaming that we need to do something. They're tired of of only having hearings and investigations and um, just uh, talking heads on TV saying what they want to do or what they're going to do. And so I made sure that I drafted these articles of impeachment in a manner that I could call them up for a vote at any time. Uh, so I, I want um, uh, to see if they're going to bring them up in committee. And if not, then we, we, we are going to uh, force this on the House floor and, um, and really hold um, members of Congress um, in a place and in a position to say, do you think 
think that this man should stay in office or not. Now, of course, we we don't mind that he would be the candidate um, that President Trump would run against yep. um, if he wins the primary, which I believe that he will. Happy birthday, President Trump. And, uh, you know, we don't mind if, the, if that is his opponent, but this man should not be yep. in office. So we hope and it's so. far past time to impeach him. We hope so, Congresswoman Lauren Bubba. We hope you get a vote because we would like to see who votes. Yay, you should have 226 or every single Republican should vote for that. If not, you please come back and name some names if you don't. It'll have a hard time in the Senate, obviously. But we'd like you know, to know I which, will, which Republicans decide not to vote for an impeachment of this man. Colorado Republican Lauren Boebert on Newsmax with Eric Bowling. Something was actually accomplished in the swamp on Wednesday. Something that was and is way overdue. Greta Van Susteren breaks it down. On Tuesday, the House passed a resolution that calls on the Russian government to immediately release retired U.S. Marine Paul Whelan and Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich. The vote was unanimous, 422 to 0. In 2020, Russia convicted Whelan of spying and then threw the book at him. Russia imposed a 16-year sentence. And just three months ago, in March, reporter Gershkovich was arrested. He was on a reporting trip for the Wall Street Journal. He's now facing espionage charges. The Biden administration says that both Whelan and Gershkovich are wrongfully detained. Paul Whelan's brother, David Whelan, joins me. Good evening. Thanks for having me back. I'm glad you're back. Uh, I would rather have your brother back sitting next to you um, because we've been trying, we've been working on that for quite some time. But tell me, this resolution, um, is it, do you think it's going to have any influence on Putin and the Russian government? I'm not sure if it will move President Putin to make a decision he wasn't going to make otherwise, but it shows that the U.S. Congress, the U.S. government is unwavering in their support. And I think that that has to send a message uh, to President Putin, however he takes it. What does it mean that the U.S. government has support? You know, I, I see like Brittany Griner got brought back to the United States in exchange for an arms dealer. And we did, I think, 26 segments on her. And I'm glad she's back here. But there was that exchange. That would be a do. I know that Jimmy Wilgus uh, is over in Russia in the same prison, I believe, that uh, your brother Paul is. So, um, you know, like, what does it mean? What is the government actually doing? Well, the resolutions, I think, are a good example of how over two different administrations, uh, Congress, this is the third time that they've voted on a resolution to uh, call for Paul's release, that the uh, U.S. government shows that it's not going to go away. And uh, whether that means that the U.S. government has a concession now that it can make to Russia, um, or if it has to work in order to find a concession in the future, future uh, I think that's where we are right now, which is that the State Department is looking around to try and find ways to encourage Russia, to encourage the Kremlin to uh, make the decision that is in their best interests to release Paul. Is there someone that could be exchanged for him? I'm not sure. It doesn't seem as, as, though, as though there is. Uh, there used to be uh, discussions of Mr. Boot or Mr. Yaroshenko going um, back for Paul, uh, but those two men were traded for Trevor Reed first in April last year and then Brittany Griner in December. <clears throat> so I'm not sure that there is anybody in U.S. custody right now who uh, fits that bill. Uh, and I'm not sure that it's only a matter of people, uh, that the U.S. government couldn't find other concessions, whether it's sanctions relief, relief or uh, additional sanctions uh, placed against the Kremlin or uh, people inside the Kremlin. That's David Whelan, the brother of U.S. Marine Reserve Paul Whelan, who has been detained in Russia now for nearly four and a half years. A few months ago, President Biden agreed to exchange convicted Russian arms dealer Victor Boot for WNBA star Brittany Griner, as David mentioned there. 
who had been detained for nine months. Yes, something is very wrong with that scenario. And yes, for all the critics, you don't have to tweet me. President Trump could have worked to get Paul out. And yes, circumstances on why Griner and Whelan are being detained are very different. I get that. But a U.S. Marine Reserve that most of America never even knew about until the liberal media started blowing up Brittany Griner's story. Four and a half years. Let's go. Let's go, Washington. Trump says he can end the Russian invasion of Ukraine in a day or something, a month. Well, hopefully he can also get Paul Whelan out of Russia. Coming up, Rob Schmidt with news from the left. But first... You know the old saying, good things come in small packages. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier is about the size of your hand, but powerful enough to kill viruses, mold, and odors quickly. I now have a couple of these in my home, and it is amazing how we can actually smell cleaner, fresher, healthier air in our home. My wife, who suffers from allergies, is especially happy with it. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier uses proven oxy technology to purify the air. I don't know all the technology, I just know it works. And because it's not a filter, you don't have to keep on buying filters. It has no filter. You just plug it in. And right now you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for whole home protection. Simply go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in the discount code TONY, like my name, save $200. That's Eden, E-D-E-N, PureDeals.com, discount code TONY, and shipping is free. And welcome back. Time for Rob Schmidt's popular news from the left. Elon Musk calling a spade a spade when it comes to the ESG push, labeling, labeling it as the devil on Twitter in response to uh, S&P Global giving Tesla a lower ESG score than Philip Morris International, which makes Marlboro cigarettes. Tesla earning just 34 out of 100 points, while a cigarette maker scored 84 because the cigarette maker empowers female tobacco farmers. In reality, we all know that ESG just hates Elon Musk and hates Tesla and all of his companies because they're just not pandering woke left-wing companies. And so a cigarette manufacturer has a better ESG score. And finally, real quick, Gender-confused singer Demi Lovato, I don't know if you know who this young woman is, but she doesn't know who she is either. And apparently she no longer is going by they, them pronouns. Lovato back to being a she, her once again, explaining her life-changing decision to GQ, saying, I constantly had to educate people and explain why I identify with those pronouns. It was absolutely exhausting. Hey, honey, if it's exhausting for you, imagine how exhausting it is for the rest of us to deal with your ridiculous, self-involved, pronoun, manic ways. That's all I can say. That's Rob Schmidt, host of Rob Schmidt Tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. At the White House today, President Biden speaking about the economy and saving Americans money. Then tonight... It's movie night at the White House again. The president and first lady hosting a screening of a film called Flamin' Hot. Who knows? All I know is it's directed by actress Eva Longoria. Flamin' Hot 
I don't make this stuff up. I just bring you the facts. And while the Supreme Court decides if the president's student debt forgiveness plan is constitutional or not, Republicans are rolling out a plan of their own. The GOP introducing the Lowering Education Costs and Debt Act in the Senate yesterday, a package of bills aimed at keeping down the ever-increasing costs of higher education. And a reminder to you, Newsmax is available on most major cable systems like AT&T, Comcast, Xfinity, Cox, Cable, DirecTV, and more. It's also on your favorite platforms like Amazon, Apple TV, Roku, and others. Thank you for listening to the Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.